Section 10 of Tarzan the Terrible by Edgar Rice Burroughs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 10 The Forbidden Garden. Ludon paled. It is sacrilege, he cried. For countless ages have the priests of the great god offered each night a life to the spirit of Jad ben Otho as it returned below the western horizon to its master and never has the great god given sign that he was displeased stop commanded tarzan it is the blindness of the priesthood that has failed to read the messages of their god your warriors die beneath the knives and clubs of the wazdan your hunters are taken by jaw and jato no day goes by but witnesses the deaths of few or many in the villages of the hodan and one death each day of those that die are the toll which jad ben otho has exacted for the lives you take upon the eastern altar what greater sign of his displeasure could you require o stupid priest ludon was silent there was raging within him a great conflict between his fear that this indeed might be the son of god and his hope that it was not but at last his fear won and he bowed his head the son of jad ben otho has spoken he said and turning to one of the lesser priests remove the bars and return these people from whence they came he thus addressed did as he was bid and as the bars came down the prisoners now all fully aware of the miracle that had saved them crowded forward and throwing themselves upon their knees before tarzan raised their voices in thanksgiving Kotan was almost as staggered as the high priest by this ruthless overturning of an age-old religious rite. "'But what?' he cried. "'May we do that will be pleasing in the eyes of Jad ben Otho?' turning a look of puzzled apprehension toward the ape-man. "'If you seek to please your God,' he replied, "'place upon your altar such gifts of food and apparel as are most welcome in the city of your people. These things will Jad ben Otho bless.' when you may distribute them among those of the city who need them most with such things are your storerooms filled as i have seen with mine own eyes and other gifts will be brought when the priests tell the people that in this way they find favour before their god and tarzan turned and signified that he would leave the temple as they were leaving the precincts devoted to the worship of their deity the ape-man noticed a small but rather ornate building that stood entirely detached from the others as though it had been cut from a little pinnacle of limestone which had stood out from its fellows as his interested glance passed over it he noticed that its door and windows were barred to what purpose is that building dedicated he asked of ludon who do you keep imprisoned there it is nothing replied the high priest nervously there is no one there the place is vacant once it was used but not now for many years and he moved on toward the gateway which led back into the palace here he and the priests halted while tarzan with kotan and his warriors passed out from the sacred precincts of the temple grounds the one question which tarzan would have asked he had feared to ask for he knew that in the hearts of many lay a suspicion as to his genuineness but he determined that before he slept he would put the question to kotan either directly or indirectly as to whether there was or had been recently within the city of alur a female of the same race as his 
as their evening meal was being served to them in the banquet hall of Kotan's palace by a part of the army of black slaves upon whose shoulders fell the burden of all the heavy and menial tasks of the city tarzan noticed that there came to the eyes of one of the slaves what was apparently an expression of startled recognition as he looked upon the ape-man for the first time in the banquet hall of Kotan and again later he saw the fellow whisper to another slave and nod his head in his direction the ape-man did not recall ever having seen this was done before and he was at a loss to account for an explanation of the fellow's interest in him and presently the incident was all but forgotten Kotan was surprised and inwardly disgusted to discover that his godly guest had no desire to gorge himself upon rich foods and that he would not even so much as taste the villainous brew of the hodon to tarzan the banquet was a dismal and tiresome affair since so great was the interest of the guests in gorging themselves with food and drink that they had no time for conversation the only vocal sounds being confined to a continuous grunting which together with their table manners reminded tarzan of a visit he had once made to the famous berkshire herd of his grace the duke of westminster at woodhouse chester one by one the diners succumbed to the stupefying effects of the liquor with the result that the grunting gave place to snores so presently tarzan and the slaves were the only conscious creatures in the banquet hall rising the ape-man turned to a tall black who stood behind him i would sleep he said show me to my apartment as the fellow conducted him from the chamber the slave who had shown surprise earlier in the evening at sight of him spoke again at length to one of his fellows the latter cast a half-frightened look in the direction of the departing ape-man if you are right he said they should reward us with our liberty but if you are wrong o oh, jad ben otho what will be our fate but i am not wrong cried the other then there is but one to tell this to for i have heard that he looked sour when this doryul otho was brought to the temple and that while the so-called son of jad ben otho was there he gave this one every cause to fear and hate him i mean ludon the high priest you know him asked the other slave i have worked in the temple replied his companion then go to him at once and tell him but be sure to exact the promise of our freedom for the proof and so a black wazdan came to the temple gate and asked to see ludon the high priest on a matter of great importance and though the hour was late ludon saw him and when he had heard his story he promised him and his friend not only their freedom but many gifts if they could prove the correctness of their claims and as the slave talked with the high priest in the temple at allur the figure of a man groped its way around the shoulder of pastor al ved and the moonlight glistened from the shiny barrel of an enfield that was strapped to the naked back and brass cartridges shed tiny rays of reflected light from their polished cases where they hung in the bandoliers across the broad brown shoulders and the lean waist tarzan's guide conducted him to a chamber overlooking the blue lake where he found a bed similar to that which he had seen in the villages of the wazdan merely a raised dais of stone upon which was piled great quantities of furry pelts and so he lay down to sleep the question that he most wished to put still unasked and unanswered with the coming of a new day he was awake and wandering about the palace and the palace grounds before there was sign of any of the inmates of the palace other than slaves or at least he saw no others at first though presently he stumbled upon an enclosure which lay almost within the centre of the palace grounds 
surrounded by a wall that piqued the ape-man's curiosity since he had determined to investigate as fully as possible every part of the palace and its environs this place whatever it might be was apparently without doors or windows but that it was at least partially roofless was evidenced by the sight of the waving branches of a tree which spread above the top of the wall near him finding no other method of access the ape-man uncoiled his rope and throwing it over the branch of the tree where it projected beyond the wall was soon climbing with the ease of a monkey to the summit there he found that the wall surrounded an enclosed garden in which grew trees and shrubs and flowers in riotous profusion without waiting to ascertain whether the garden was empty or contained hodon wazdan or wild beasts tarzan dropped lightly to the sward on the inside and without further loss of time commenced a systematic investigation of the enclosure his curiosity was aroused by the very evident fact that the place was not for general use even by those who had free access to other parts of the palace grounds and so there was added to its natural beauties an absence of mortals which rendered its exploration all the more alluring to tarzan since it suggested that in such a place might he hope to come upon the object of his long and difficult search in the garden were tiny artificial streams and little pools of water flanked by flowering bushes as though it had all been designed by the cunning hand of some master gardener so faithfully did it carry out the beauties and contours of nature upon a miniature scale the interior surface of the wall was fashioned to represent the white cliffs of poluldon broken occasionally by small replicas of the verdure-filled gorges of the original filled with admiration and thoroughly enjoying each new surprise which the scene offered tarzan moved slowly around the garden and as always he moved silently passing through a miniature forest he came presently upon a tiny area of flower-studded sward and at the same time beheld before him the first hodon female he had seen since entering the palace a young and beautiful woman stood in the centre of the little open space stroking the head of a bird which she held against her golden breastplate with one hand her profile was presented to the ape-man and he saw that by the standards of any land she would have been accounted more than lovely seated in the grass at her feet with her back toward him was a female wazdan slave seeing that she he sought was not there and apprehensive that an alarm be raised were he discovered by the two women tarzan moved back to hide himself in the foliage but before he had succeeded the hodan girl turned quickly toward him as though apprised of his presence by that unnamed sense the manifestations of which are more or less familiar to us all at the sight of him her eyes registered only her surprise though there was no expression of terror reflected in them nor did she scream or even raise her well-modulated voice as she addressed him who are you she asked who enters thus boldly the forbidden garden at sound of her mistress voice the slave-maiden turned quickly rising to her feet tarzan jad guru she exclaimed in tones of mingled astonishment and relief you know him cried her mistress turning toward the slave and affording tarzan an opportunity to raise a cautioning finger to his lips lest panat lee further betray him for it was panat lee indeed who stood before him no less a source of surprise to him than had his presence been to her thus questioned by her mistress and simultaneously admonished to silence by tarzan panat lee was momentarily silenced and then haltingly she groped for a way to extricate herself from her dilemma i thought she faltered but no i am mistaken i thought that he was one whom i had seen before near the Coryul griff 
the hodon looked first at one and then the other an expression of doubt and questioning in her eyes but you have not answered me she answered presently who are you you have not heard then asked tarzan of the visitor who arrived at your king's court yesterday you mean she exclaimed that you are the doryul otho and now the erstwhile doubting eyes reflected naught but awe i am he replied tarzan and you i am olo a daughter of kotan the king she replied so this was olo a for love of whom taden had chosen exile rather than priesthood tarzan had approached more closely the dainty barbarian princess daughter of kotan he said jad ben otho is pleased with you and as a mark of his favor he has preserved for you through many dangers him whom you love i do not understand replied the girl but the flush that mounted to her cheek belied her words beulat is a guest in the palace of kotan my father i do not know that he has faced any danger but it is to beulat that i am betrothed but it is not beulat whom you love said tarzan again the flush and the girl half turned her face away have i then displeased the great god she asked no replied tarzan as i told you he is well satisfied and for your sake he has saved taden for you jadman otho knows all whispered the girl and his son shares his great knowledge no tarzan hastened to correct her lest a reputation for omniscience might prove embarrassing i know only what jadban otho wishes me to know but tell me she said i shall be reunited with taden surely the son of god can read the future the ape-man was glad that he had left himself an avenue of escape i know nothing of the future he replied other than what jad ben otho tells me but i think you need have no fear for the future if you remain faithful to taden and taden's friends you have seen him asked oloa tell me where is he yes replied tarzan i have seen him he was with omat the gund of koryul jaw a prisoner of the wazdan interrupted the girl not a prisoner but an honored guest replied the ape-man wait he exclaimed raising his face toward the heavens do not speak i am receiving a message from jad ben otho my father the two women dropped to their knees covering their faces with their hands stricken with awe at the thought of the awful nearness of the great god presently tarzan touched olo on the shoulder rise he said jad ben otho has spoken he has told me that this slave girl is from the tribe of koryul ja where taden is and that she is betrothed to omat their chief her name is panat lee olo turned questioningly toward panat lee the latter nodded her simple mind unable to determine whether or not she and her mistress were the victims of a colossal hoax it is even as he says she whispered olo fell upon her knees and touched her forehead to tarzan's feet great is the honor that jad ben otho has done his poor servant she cried carry to him my poor thanks for the happiness that he has brought to olo it would please my father said tarzan if you were to cause panat lee to be returned in safety to the village of her people what cares jad ben otho for such as she asked olo a slight trace of hauteur in her tone there is but one god replied tarzan and he is the god of the wazdan as well as of the hodan of the birds and the beasts and the flowers and of everything that grows upon the earth or beneath the waters if panat lee does right she is greater in the eyes of jad ben otho than would be the daughter of kotan should she do wrong 
it was evident that o lo a did not quite understand this interpretation of divine favor so contrary was it to the teachings of the priesthood of her people in one respect only did tarzan's teachings coincide with her belief that there was but one god for the rest she had always been taught that he was solely the god of the hodon in every sense other than that the other creatures were created by jad ben otho to serve some useful purpose for the benefit of the hodon race and now to be told by the son of god that she stood no higher in divine esteem than the black handmaiden at her side was indeed a shock to her pride her vanity and her faith but who could question the word of dor Otho, especially when she had with her own eyes seen him in actual communion with god in heaven the will of jad ben otho be done said o lo a meekly if it lies within my power but it would be best o dor Otho, to communicate your father's wish directly to the king then keep her with you said tarzan and see that no harm befalls her o lo a looked ruefully at panat lee she was brought to me but yesterday she said and never have i had slave woman who pleased me better i shall hate to part with her but there are others said tarzan yes replied o lo a there are others but there is only one panat lee many slaves are brought to the city asked tarzan yes she replied and many strangers come from other lands he asked she shook her head negatively only the hodon from the other side of the valley of jad ben otho she replied and they are not strangers am i then the first stranger to enter the gates of allure he asked can it be she parried that the son of jad ben otho need question a poor ignorant mortal like o lo a as i told you before replied tarzan jad ben otho alone is all-knowing then if he wished you to know this thing retorted o lo a quickly you would know it inwardly the ape-man smiled that this little heathen's astuteness should beat him at his own game yet in a measure her evasion of the question might be an answer to it there have been other strangers here recently he persisted i cannot tell you what i do not know she replied always is the palace of khotan filled with rumours but how much facts and how much fancy how may a woman of the palace know there has been such a rumour then he asked it was only a rumour that reached the forbidden garden she replied it described perhaps a woman of another race as he put the question and awaited her answer he thought that his heart ceased to beat so grave to him was the issue at stake the girl hesitated before replying and then no she said i cannot speak of this thing for if it be of sufficient importance to elicit the interest of the gods then indeed would i be subject to the wrath of my father should i discuss it in the name of jad ben otho i command you to speak said tarzan in the name of jad ben otho in whose hands lies the fate of ta den the girl paled have mercy she cried and for the sake of ta den i will tell you all that i know tell what demanded a stern voice from the shrubbery behind them the three turned to see the figure of khotan emerging from the foliage an angry scowl distorted his kingly features but at sight of tarzan it gave place to an expression of surprise not unmixed with fear doryal otho he exclaimed i did not know that it was you and then raising his head and squaring his shoulders he said but there are places where even the son of the great god may not walk and this the forbidden garden of khotan is one it was a challenge but despite the king's bold front there was a note of apology in it indicating that in his superstitious mind there flourished the inherent fear of man for his maker come dor otho he continued 
i do not know all this foolish child has said to you but whatever you would know Kotan the king will tell you Olo ah go to your quarters immediately and he pointed with a stern finger toward the opposite end of the garden the princess followed by panat lee turned at once and left them we will go this way said Kotan, and proceeding led tarzan in another direction close to that part of the wall which they approached tarzan perceived a grotto in the miniature cliff into the interior of which Kotan led him and down a rocky stairway to a gloomy corridor the opposite end of which opened into the palace proper two armed warriors stood at this entrance to the forbidden garden evidencing how jealously were the sacred precincts of the palace guarded in silence Kotan led the way back to his own quarters in the palace a large chamber just outside the room toward which Kotan was leading his guest was filled with chiefs and warriors awaiting the pleasure of their ruler as the two entered an aisle was formed for them the length of the chamber down which they passed in silence close to the farther door and half hidden by the warriors who stood before him was ludan the high priest tarzan glimpsed him but briefly but in that short period he was aware of a cunning and malevolent expression upon the cruel countenance that he was subconsciously aware boded him no good and then with Kotan he passed into the adjoining room and the hangings dropped at the same moment the hideous headdress of an underpriest appeared in the entrance of the outer chamber its owner pausing for a moment glanced quickly around the interior and then having located him whom he sought moved rapidly in the direction of ludon there was a whispered conversation which was terminated by the high priest return immediately to the quarters of the princess he said and see that the slave is sent to me at the temple at once the underpriest turned and departed upon his mission while ludon also left the apartment and directed his footsteps toward the sacred enclosure over which he ruled a half hour later a warrior was ushered into the presence of Kotan. ludon the high priest desires the presence of Kotan the king in the temple he announced and it is his wish that he come alone Kotan nodded to indicate that he accepted the command which even the king must obey i will return presently doryal otho he said to tarzan and in the meantime my warriors and my slaves are yours to command end of chapter ten read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com